All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rigos Rag Podcast. Ian Cummings here with my trusty uh, co-worker, Jacob Kamaker. Uh, we're back with the podcast. Last time we were with you, it was a few weeks ago. We were kind of recapping the 2020 NFL Draft and what the Redskins did uh, through seven rounds. Uh, so if you want our immediate reactions, you can go back to that. But at this point, we're kind of settled. We can kind of stop going through the immediate stuff and start to apply it to the context of the team they're with now and how they can kind of project in their first NFL season. So uh, this podcast is going to be the first of several eight podcasts. Uh, In fact, we're going to be going through each pick in depth, kind of talking about each pick in each player and their abilities, you know, what they bring to the table, how they fit with the team moving forward and what kind of production we might be able to expect from them in the uh, 2020 season. So uh, Jacob, how you doing? It's been a while. I uh, know it's it's been a while. I'm doing pretty well. Um, uh, uh, we're still cooped up at home, uh, so uh, we've been kind of just grinding the tape. I feel like I feel like we've watched like every player on the Redskins, all their new players, prospects, all that good stuff. So you know, at least keeping busy. Uh, but it's uh, it's getting warmer too, which is nice. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm just pumped to be talking football. I, I'll do anything sports related at this point. Yeah, and it's like it's not like there's much else you can do, right? I mean, like seriously, you wake up, you eat, you, you write about football, go back to sleep, wake up, write about football. It's just a cycle, man. It's like it's nice to have this kind of thing that you can do and just sitting at home, but at the same time, it's like I mean, it's not like you're running while you're writing. You can't really do that, so you're just kind of sitting around, and then when you're done, I mean, it's not like it's not like you're active. You're not in that mode, so. It's a, it's a struggle, but uh, yeah, the, like you said, the good part is you can kind of study up on guys and be be a little more informed about who's bringing who's coming to the team this year. So, and we've had an opportunity to do that. Uh, we've had an opportunity to watch tape for each of our selections, and uh, today I think it, logically it makes sense to start with Chase Young. We've talked about him a lot this offseason. I can tell some people are getting tired of it. You know, I mean, uh, Chase Young this, Chase Young that, but you know, it, it does stand to reason. He's he was the number two pick for a reason. There's a lot of excitement around this guy, and I, to me, it seems all warranted. When I was watching his tape, that was a question I was asking. You know, is he really worth the hype? But uh, he's a solid player, and uh, we just want to reiterate one time. You know, the value he provides it too. You think? Yeah, I think if you look at it, Chase Young was probably the best player in this draft class, um, and at the very least, if you value Joe Burrow above him, Chase Young's probably the best de- defense player in the draft class, so, you know, no matter how you look at it, the Redskins are getting a great value at two. He has the tools needed to become a perennial pro bowler, you know, an all-pro candidate, and at the very least, he should become a d- double-digit sack artist at some point in the near future. I know it wasn't, like, the hugest need filled but the biggest need that the Redskins had overall was talent, yeah. um, especially where they're looking to rebuild under Ron Rivera. So I think going for Chase Young and really giving them an elite defensive line is kind of this is the core we'll build around on defense. I think it was smart to do that because as good as Ryan Kerrigan's been, we don't know how much longer he's going to be around. Um, so getting Young to pair with Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, and uh, Deron Payne. I, I think that's a winning formula, so that's definitely good. Yeah, yeah, and also a lot of people, some people say, yeah, they didn't need him, they had Kerrigan. I mean, even if Ryan Kerrigan still has a few years left in the tank where he can be a, a solid rotational player, you know, wouldn't you rather have that strong rotation where you can throw Chase Young in at 100%, he gets like two good pressures off there, and then he's getting tired, he's getting worn out, you can take him out, put Kerrigan, who's at full strength now, 
uh, you know, it, it's a good way to keep guys fresh for sure, having a deep rotation like that. Um, but more than that, I mean, Chase Young, if not for the rotation, just straight up for the talent, like you said, he's he's worth it. You know, um, you watch his tape, and you know, I always like to keep a checklist in mind when I'm looking at prospects. It, it differs for every position. For Chase Young, for edge rushers, you know, you want length. He's got length for sure, 6'5", 260. You want explosiveness off the line. He's got that in spades, man. He, he has that more than anyone in this draft. Um, you want bend for sure. The ability to kind of shrink your surface area and shrink under blocks and kind of bend around the edge. And he's definitely got that. And he's he can accelerate through that too, which I really like. Um, hand usage, he, he's still... Everyone's still a work in progress there, but Young is pretty refined for his age, so really excited to see how he keeps growing there, and he's still trying to add to his game. So really not any weaknesses, not a lot of blatant weaknesses uh, on his game film. Uh, I'm trying to think of one, man. I can't. Some people would call out his his um his motor. I thought his motor ran hot. You know, I think that's more of a positional thing. He's not chasing guys all across the field like a safety because you know he is a defensive end. So he's going after the quarterback, he's going into the backfield, and if the play gets away from him, he might not be there. But there are some flashes, too, where he's running down the field and showing off his speed. So he's really got every trait imaginable. And um, I don't know, were you? did you come away from his film kind of thinking this is a complete player who can really help right away? Because that, that was my impression. Yeah, I came away with the same impression as you. The thing that really I thought was the most impressive about him was his hand fighting, like you said. At the line of scrimmage, he's just so quick with his hands. He knows how to use them, which, as you mentioned, is rare for prospects. Um, I think one of the reasons that Chase Young is so effective is because he knows how to use his hands. He does well on swim moves. Uh, he's very quick at the line, too. Um, you know, if he reads the snap count right, he'll be practically by the tackle in one step because he's so athletic and so long. Um, so I, I just I think that those two traits are going to show up really early and there's stuff that is not easy to refine with pass rushers and takes some time. Um, so I, I, I think that just makes Chase Young uh, a really high ceiling guy, but also, you know, his floor is pretty high too. Like um, I, you hate to call anyone a safe pick in the NFL draft because, you know, uh, busts can happen anywhere. It could be injury related. Um, you never know. Maybe he somehow looks great on tape, but it just doesn't translate. Um, but if you're talking about guys that look safe um, to contribute at the next level, Chase Young would have been at the top of my list for uh, this year's draft because uh, even if he doesn't reach his full ceiling, he's still going to be a, probably a solid starter no matter what. Yeah, for sure. There are some players that you think back on, like um, I don't know, like Trent Williams is one example. Andrew Luck is another. They were they had a ton of upside coming in, but you also knew that they had a floor where they were probably going to be able to produce, uh, you know, regardless of their situation, they were probably going to pan out to some extent, you know, the degree to which they would pan out depends on the situation, you know, but there are some prospects that just come in and you know, they're going to be able to contribute. It's just a matter of how much. And I think Chase Young, I don't want to put him in that tier just yet, but I feel like as a prospect, you look at what he brings to the table. He's, he's really safe in terms of his floor. And then, like you said, the athleticism, the drive, the, the character that he brings, uh, really just limitless potential on the edge. And we're talking about situations. We just mentioned it. Let's go to his situation on the defensive line with the Redskins. I mean, this is a team that was already in the top 10 in sacks last year total. This is a team that has Montez Sweat, super athletic guy on the other side of Young. 
coming back for his second year. This is a team that has Matt Ioannidis, one of the most productive interior rushers in the NFL, and then Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, two first-rounders who are still developing and still growing into their roles. A very vaunted defensive line. And then Kerrigan, of course, um, who is nearing the century mark. Don't know if he'll get there, but he's been productive for a long time for the Redskins. And in, in, a, in a rotational role, he might be able to stay fresh for another two or three years. You look at how young factors in here. I mean, what are the possibilities? Like, how can he free up this interior and how can the interior free him up? Uh, and we, we, we've mentioned a few times this offseason the switch to the 4-3 scheme. Uh, it's a scheme that favors more organic rushers, more organic pressure, as opposed to a 3-4 where you're kind of developing more exotic blitzes, you know, with linebackers and safeties coming in. The 4-3 is just kind of like let the four guys up front do what they do and let the other guys play off of that. So how can Chase Young kind of maximize that? Well, I, I think the beauty of the 4-3 is that on every play, like you said, you're going to have the four defensemen rushing the passer unless Rivera throws a very exotic look into the defense along with Jack Del Rio to you know, create some sort of zone blitz scenario where yeah. one of the defensive linemen drops into space. But that's going to be few and far between. Um, so if you look at the team and consider what they might do in terms of their rotation. I think the what people are running with the assumption right now is that they're going to go with their young guys as the starters. So the four first-round picks from the last four years are going to be up front. So you have Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, and Chase Young as the likely starters, um, with Kerrigan coming off the bench and Matt Ioannidis coming off the bench as well to keep people fresh for pass rush situations. That could change depending on how Chase Young does as a run defender. Also, Montez Sweat, because if they want to have Kerrigan in against the run, they could do that as well. Yeah. But I, I just think Chase Young adds something else to this defense because he's just so threatening off the edge. Him and Montez Sweat are both huge and athletic and long and really can do anything uh, that they want on the field. Um, and already we've seen the interior line for the Redskins get a ton of opportunities because opposing teams have had to focus on guys like Sweat and Kerrigan on the outside. And you can really only choose to double team one guy unless you keep in another tight end to block. Um, so that's yeah. going to be a, a, a big factor for the team. It's who, they, who are they going to double team? And there is no good answer for an opposing offensive coordinator to pick who to double team of that group. Because if you've got Chase Young out there, along with Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, and maybe Matt Ioannidis in place of Duran Payne, they're all excellent pass rushers. So um, I, I just think Chase Young adds that ability to keep guys fresh um, and just keeps them super athletic, which is going to be really important for them. Uh, because if they have that quickness, the ability to collapse from the interior and exterior, it's going to be really hard for opposing quarterbacks to escape if they're not very mobile. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, talking about, you were saying – they might have to bring an extra tight end if they want to try and stimmy that pass rush a little bit more. That takes away a receiving option, you know, and that limits the flexibility of the offense's skill positions. And right there, you know, that's another way that the pass rush can help out the coverage and make their job easier, not even just by, you know, by actually playing, but just by having a presence that's intimidating to an offense. And you can restrict their possibilities in that way. And so that's another way that this front seven could really, or this front four could really take the next step and I'm excited for it you know I think and anytime we talk like this it's projections and stuff like that you know like they could do this but they really it, it has to work out but Chase Young 
Um, just looking at his tape and looking at his production, he really has every tool imaginable. And, you know, coming to this defensive line, you're getting paired with Sweat, who has the athleticism and the length to be that solid guy across from him. You, you have Allen and Ioannidis and Payne, which is a really good interior rotation. You know, you win with your personnel, and if you can coach them up, that's great, but they got to have the tools in the first place. And Rivera, you know, we've been talking about how what to expect from this Redskins team this year. Even if they don't win, you know, that defensive line might be fun to watch. And if they do compete at all at, at a playoff capacity, I feel like it's going to start there. You know, uh, that defensive line, it could be a top unit if everything plays out right. You know, the defensive line coach, um, it's it's interesting because the defensive line coach, I don't know who our new defensive line coach is, but he he has a lot to work with, but at the same time, a lot to live up to because I think people are expecting a lot from this unit with Young. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I'm trying to look up the defensive line coach really quickly to uh, uh, get a name out there. It is Sam Mills III who has 15 years of experience and was uh, Rivera's defensive line coach in Carolina, I believe. Okay. Um, so he's, he's pretty solid from what I remember when we did research on the new coaching staff people. Um, and I think you bring up a great point about the defensive line um, and how it could eventually lead the Redskins to the playoffs if things go well. Obviously, you still have to build up the whole roster. Nobody's expecting them to compete for the playoffs this year. But you have four first round, four former first-round picks on the line right now, five including Kerrigan, uh, but he was you know back in 2011, and he's a free agent this upcoming offseason. Um, so depending on if he wants to come back as a backup, he may or may not be around. Yeah. But I think the team you have to look at is the San Francisco 49ers and what they were able to do. I mean, they got to the Super Bowl last year, and their their defense was solid at all units. I, I mean, let's not, let's not get carried away and say the Redskins are close to being that. But their defensive line was the strength. The 49ers' defensive line was their strength. The Redskins have a similar strength there. So if they can continue to build up their back seven – add maybe one true impact three-down linebacker, and, uh, you know, figure out a way to have the secondary work. Um, I think they have some good pieces. I like Kendall Fuller. Um, I like Ronald Darby. I like Landon Collins. Uh, I don't know if they have a true number one corner right now. Um, But as you said earlier, the uh, pass rush will help the secondary for sure. And um, I, I think this year if the defensive line can play well, That'll be a really big building block for them. And then in 2021, they'll focus on upgrading the back seven with all of the money they have available. Um, And, you know, when that happens, maybe the defense will be really strong. But I think no matter how you slice it, Chase Young has the potential to be the best player on this defense. Um, And I think that's just huge. So getting him to be on the team and be a potentially transformative player um, it, it's a massive, massive pick. It's a huge investment, and it's one that looks like it should work out. Again, we don't know anything until we see stuff on the field, but at least evaluating what we've seen in college so far and what we know about Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, this feels like a really good prospect coaching staff situational fit. Yeah, for sure. And the Bosa example, you know, it's one I'm hesitant with, but, you know, I agree with you because some people, some people, they see that and they're like, okay, we got Chase Young. We're going to the Super Bowl because they got Bosa. They went to the Super Bowl, you know. It's not, but it's not equal like that, you know. It's it, it's it might take some time. I have the record prediction still is five and eleven. I might change it, but for now it's five and eleven because you gotta you gotta assume that not everything is gonna work out as well as it could. But um, like you said, I mean, San Francisco, um, the year before they got Bosa, 
they had a lot of injuries too, but I think Bosa was kind of the guy who completed that defensive front with DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead and uh, D Ford and really allowed them to kind of play off of each other and play free and kind of, uh, you know, just eat in the backfield and allow the, the back seven to kind of play off of the pressure they were providing, making the quarterback uncomfortable and, you know, risky decisions, you know, maybe not putting as much on throws as he could and, that can lead to opportunities for everyone else. So it's it's all about playing off of each other. And I feel like on defense, that's especially important. And generating that pressure up front is really, is really um, that's a key component. And I think a lot of people, you know, people who are hesitant about drafting an edge, I would say one thing that I kind of maintain through, the, through draft season is like edge is one of the most important positions. Like every play, he is directly impacting the ball, whether it's defending the run, or going after the passer, he's directly impacting it, you know. He has a chance on every play to be that kind of, um, that be that turning point for the team. And so you got to, if you have a guy like Young who checks every box, you know, you got to go for it. And I, I really, I'm excited to see how he fares. Um, I know expectations are high, but um, we'll have to see. And speaking of expectations, let's just move right into that. How can we expect him to do in his rookie season? Let's put a number on it. Um, like how many sacks or something. And keep in mind, though, uh, I know because some people think that sacks are the gospel for pass rushers, but it's not. You know, you can have a high pressure rate and only have like five sacks or whatever. Because sacks is like, um, you know, only one guy, only one guy gets that. Only one or two guys on every play. Um, But multiple people can provide pressure and lead to that. So what would you think is something we can expect for Chase Young to do in his rookie season and what might be a successful rookie season for him? Well, I take a look, and I know, I know this is probably blasphemy, but I look at what Nick Bosa did as a rookie, just because you know he was the number two overall pick as an edge rusher from Ohio State, literally last year, and now Chase Young's in the same boat. Um, and Bosa had nine sacks, a forced fumble, and according to Pro Football Focus, he had eighty total pressures, which is insane. Holy crap! Um, I don't know if Chase Young's going to get up to 80 total pressures, especially (laughs) where they're going to be rotating Ryan Kerrigan in at different points. And let's not forget Ryan Anderson is on this team, and he's not exactly an ideal scheme fit for a 4-3 defense, so he'll probably have to play Sim Sam linebacker, but they'll also play some at edge, too, to keep the rotation fresh. Uh, But I think if if you look at Chase Young and what he should be able to do, I would estimate that he should have a chance to have about seven or eight sacks. Um, He may start all the games. He may start – I think he starts at least 12 of the 16 games he plays in. Um, So I'm going to go – I'll go seven and a half sacks, one forced fumble, 12 uh, 12 starts, 16 games played. And in terms of pressure, I'm going to give him – 65 pressures 65 pressures oh my goodness you know you exceeded my expectations of that i thought you were just gonna go like seven and a half sacks call it good it's like no you went with the pressure rate the whole shebang that is props to you man props and to the, you. The, uh, the pressure rate just to explain what i'm my logic there that's about four pressures a game that actually is probably too rich i'm, I'm dropping my pressure prediction from 65 i think he'll get like three and a half pressures in Per game, 16 games. Let's see what that comes out to. Okay, 55. We're going to go 55. 55. You know, that's decent. That's decent. I'll take that. I'll take that. I would go with a higher number, but I think I think 55 to 65, I think right in that range is something we can expect. I, You know, he'll have the tools. 
it's always going to be kind of a leap for a rookie whenever you have a rookie making a leap to the NFL. But uh, Chase Young, one of the guys, I think he's one of the most ready rookies we've seen, but he's also got tremendous upside too. So uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. And I think, uh, shoot, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, but um, shoot, what was I going to, yeah, okay. He checks, it's been a while, man. I got, I'm out of, I'm out of the groove here. But, it's uh, all good. I, I have the same thing happen all the time. <laughs> yeah, but Chase Young, what I was going to say is that, you know, on the field, he checks the boxes with the physical traits too, but then also off the field, you, you hear about, you know, his mentality, you know, how he approaches the game. Uh, just a very driven individual who is very detail oriented. And I think right after the draft, he reached out or Jonathan Allen reached out to him and then Chase Young set up a meeting so that they could talk and he could kind of facilitate with the defensive leader. Uh, just So he seems like he's a self-starter, just a guy who really is going to go out there, put in the work and you know, people always get scared off by these these bust stories for the top picks. Um, and they try to, you know, there's false equivalencies where, you know, oh, is Chase Young going to end up like this guy, like like uh, Golston way back when, Aaron Golston, or some other edge rusher who went really high and didn't pan out. And you, you look back then, you see what people were writing back then, they were probably like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to change the franchise. Um, so you really don't know what's going to happen, you know, and Anytime a guy comes in with this much uh, riding on his back in terms of expectations, you got to be a little hesitant. But uh, if you do your studying, you know, if you if you really research and kind of kind of push the envelope to see what Chase Young is all about, you're going to come away optimistic. You know, I, I was trying to challenge the notion that he was all that, you know, when I was watching his tape and I couldn't because he's not, you know, or it's it's true that he is worth the hype. He's just a really solid player with a ton of upside and sometimes you just got to call it what it is so i'm excited to see how he fits with this defensive line and um it, it's going to be exciting it has to it has to all come together that's ron rivera's job and the job of his staff to make sure that it does uh but uh, the sky's the limit it truly is yeah no it, it absolutely is and i think the thing that people are going to be most excited about this year is seeing how this defensive line rotation works out and you know, first year it may take some time figuring out what everyone's roles are exactly, um, and we'll have to see how the veteran guys like uh, Ryan Kerrigan adjust to having a smaller role because, uh, you know, Kerrigan was used to starting every game. He made 139 consecutive starts. Uh, but, you know, if he can adjust to that role and Chase Young can kind of take over as a starter um, or vice versa if Kerrigan ends up still being the starter but seeds uh, about half his snaps to Chase Young and Chase Young takes over some from Montez Sweat, um, it should be good. No matter what happens, it should be good because the Redskins have proven talent on the defensive line and are adding someone with such a high ceiling um, that it really feels like it can only go up from here. Mm-hmm. Yep, and Ron Rivera and uh, Del Rio, those are guys who've worked with guys like Young in the past and had success so, um, you know, and they don't have the normal factors and Washington really weighing them down. I mean, Bruce Allen's gone, you know, all that coaching dysfunction from last year, it's been reset. So I think you can be a little optimistic, you know, Dan Snyder, he's there. So there's always going to be questions, but in terms of the football side of things, they've let Rivera do his thing so far. I think there's reason to be optimistic here that things will turn in the right direction. So we will see uh, for now, though. We are out of time. Well, we're not out of time, but we're, we're done for now. We'll be back with some more analysis for the other draft picks. Um, for now, enjoy this one on Chase Young. And if you guys have any questions or comments, just leave it below. Um, for now, peace out. Have a good night.